This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart said, I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Welcome on in. It's one of those Saturday mornings where we need to bounce all around. We'll hit on the NBA playoffs with a 2011 Bulls behind-the-scenes story that you will enjoy. An early look at a few NFL win totals and how the betting markets view the Bears in the division. Jim Miller will be here to handicap today's Preakness, but we begin with Circus Sports coming to Illinois and the largest handicapping contests contests in the world with their owner, Derek Stevens. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai studio, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Guys, follow me on Twitter, at Joe Ostrowski. That is at Joe Ostrowski. So let's start out here on Early Odds, Sports Radio 670, the score by going out to the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, the owner of Circa, along with a number of other hotels out in Las Vegas. His name is Derek Stevens. Derek, welcome to your hotline. Hey, Joe. Great to talk to you today. How you doing? I'm fantastic. Thrilled uh, that we could hook up here this morning on Early Odds because we have a lot, lot to go over. I, I knew you were thinking something once Illinois went legal. Like, ah, I talk to you uh, once in a while on some of my shows. You say, yeah, that, that tax rate's pretty high. I don't know about Illinois. It was all about the in-person registration, wasn't it? Once they remove that, you're like, okay, let's try to get Circa to this Illinois market where they, they typically have the third or fourth highest handle every month, right? Yeah, you know, Illinois was always, uh, always um, a jurisdiction, a state that we were interested in. With uh, with the model of circus sports, you know, we're we, we are not interested in every in every state and mm -hmm. with us really trying to focus on on the willingness to take large bets and running a low hold percentage model. Um, we really needed to have the regulatory environment in place in a manner that that allows our model to work. And Illinois was was perfect. Um, you know, I'd, I was asked a couple questions recently about, well, did you look at the online only license? And, and, and I mentioned that we did, but 
really for us, we've been working with full house and, and, you know, after they got the Waukegan license and it was going to be a, you know, a new build that all really kind of came together. Like we, we were just so excited about, about having um, um, the combination of a retail sports book combined with the, uh, the online ability, you know, and obviously what you said, the remote registration is critical, mm-hmm. but we actually think for our model, um, the blend of um, remote registration, the statewide app to go along with uh, um, a great retail sports book is kind of the perfect mix for us. So that's why we were excited, you know, to uh, work with full house on this over the last eight months or so and, uh, and be able to bring it together. Yeah. People, Northern Illinois, Southern Wisconsin, thrilled about that. So tell us a little more about this deal with full house. And once everything is done, what it's going to look like because you know Parkins and Spiegel our afternoon show have been broadcasting from circa a number of times I hear how great it is but for people that haven't been out there they're kind of wondering oh wait is are they going to bring something like that to Illinois I wouldn't expect that but is it going to be a cut above <laughs> some of these other sports books that we're seeing uh in in the state yeah you know it's a twofold answer so um the license that Full House got, they're going to open um, a brand new casino uh, later this year um, called the Temporary. And the Temporary will be open for a period of time, let's say two to three years, while the new build is taking place on basically the other side of the property. So in the Temporary, we're going to have a retail sports book. Uh, I believe uh, our final design is like 36 large screen televisions, the ticket writer windows, things like that, um, that fits into a temporary book. Uh, and then we've, uh, we've uh, begun the process of designing out the uh, permanent uh, sports book. And yeah, we're going to have something pretty special for, uh, for the state of Illinois we're going to put in. I'm not asking you to project gaming in Illinois because uh, you don't ever want to do that. It can move slow in the state. But do you expect to be taking bets this football season in Illinois? Well, we certainly hope so. I mean, our application um, is is in with uh, with the Gaming Commission in Illinois. Um, we've been working with uh, the commission for quite a while. Uh, for those that might not know, it's not like you just file an application one day. I mean, it, this has been like a six month process. These applications are are uh, are, are pretty arduous. Uh, so we've been working with them for quite a while, but officially. Um, earlier, uh, earlier last week, we put in, uh, we put in our application and the initial fee and things like that. Um, we certainly hope to be taking uh, football bets this year. Um, we plan on opening the day that, uh, full house is temporary open. So we, we plan on op- opening the, the same day the casino opens. The other day on my show, BetQL daily had Jeff Davis on does your hockey and golf numbers. And we just got into a conversation heading into the PJ championship, how they were handling uh, certain players and their numbers. And we of course started talking about tiger and you always know that you're going to get action on tiger, no matter what, maybe not as much buzz this time around compared to the masters, but he's just like, you know what? We, we have an opinion. He's not going to win. So we're going to keep floating that number all the way pre-tournament, it got up to 104 to one when, when most sports books now say, Oh no, we got money. We got liability. You've got to slash 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 that. I thought was a good example of what you guys do there at Circa. 
explain to our audience, because, you know, 99% of them have not bet at circus sports, uh, what, what you guys are going to bring to the Illinois market that's different. Yeah, the PGA Championship's a great example. Um, really, any golf tournament, any big golf tournament's a great example. I, I've always said that the most important thing for a sports better, whether you're a pro or, or whether you're, you're just betting for entertainment, you need to have a couple outs. You need to have a couple of apps, and you need to shop. You know, it may not make a difference uh, in, in a particular event if the line is slightly off. You know, if you're, uh, if you're laying three versus laying three and a half, well, it might not make a difference in that particular game. If you're, if you're betting in, in golf, it's a little easier to see it because, because the payouts are right there in front of you. You know, it'd be a shame if somebody bet Tiger Woods at 40 to one. I mean, I know in some places it got down as low as 18 to one. We closed Tiger at 104 to one. Tiger's the biggest liability for circus sports, but, uh, but we try to run this low hole percentage. And when I say low hole percentage, golf is the easiest thing to look at because I would, I would venture to guess, you know, you're going to have at least 80 participants where we had um, higher odds on, on someone than any, any other book out there. So whether it's Matsuyama, whether it's Scheffler, I mean, we saw a lot of Shoffley, Matsuyama. Um, I said, Tigers are our biggest, uh, our biggest liability, Morikawa. Um, I think we had, we had higher payouts than anybody. And I think when you, when you're a player and whether you're betting 20 bucks for fun to watch the tournament or, uh, or you're a serious player, you really got a shot because at the end of the year, it will make a big impact on your bankroll. This is early odds with Joe Ostrowski sports radio, six seventy. the score. My guest, Derek Stevens, owner of circus sports. Uh, they will be coming to the state of Illinois, hopefully later on this year. I was talking to a friend of mine and um, there are a lot of, a lot of betters that get very frustrated. Not even the sharpest of betters, as you know, Derek, that just get limited. They don't get banned. But, hey, you can bet $2.32. Basically, it's the same thing as getting banned. And I was talking to him the other day. I said, you know what? You don't have to worry about that. One circus here. You're always going to have an out. And you were talking about the importance of shopping around. Can you talk about uh, your stance on sharp money and limiting players and what you see going on elsewhere right now. Yeah. I mean, we'll put, we'll put our limits out there. We'll let everybody know what they are and everybody gets them. I mean, we, uh, we have a little bit of a different model. I mean, we're not going to limit players based upon what their track record was over the course of the last two months or the last week or anything like that. Um, for football season out here, we take a hundred thousand dollars on an NFL game, you know, off the street. Um, we'll take up to a half a million once we once we know somebody. You know, our, our intent is to do the same thing in the state of Illinois. That's why it was important for us to have the combination of a retail book with uh, with the online app because you know sometimes moving half a million dollars into your online online account it's not that easy if you have to do it electronically. That's why the 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 retail book component was important to us because we've seen what it's like here at, at Circa. You know. In, in our book here, you know, I market as the world's largest sports book and people want to come and see it. But one of the great things is it's it's pretty easy to come in and and fund your account, whether it's a 20,000, whether it's 500,000. Um, it, it allows you to get that 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 money onto your phone and, and get in action. So we're not going to limit people and we'll tell everybody what our limits are. You know, obviously on a Sunday in the NFL, we're going to take larger limits. You know, if you're looking at a WNBA game, 
or or uh, MLS game, we're going to have different limits. So mm-hmm. um, we'll we'll lay it out there, and everybody will know what the limits are. Let's talk about the really fun stuff: the contest announcement earlier this week about Circa Million Circa Survivor participated in both last year, did well in a million, but n- not good enough uh, t- to cash. I believe it was at a 60% clip, had a really hot start, but unable to cash in the top 50 last year. Well, give us the details uh, for this year on the millions in Survivor. Yeah, so we, uh, you know, last year, last year in the Circus Sport Millions, we uh, we guaranteed 4 million. We had uh, about 4.1 million of entries. So, you know, we take no rake on this and uh, we guaranteed the four. So we had to get to the four or else we got beat and uh, we slightly went above it. This year we're bumping it up and uh, we're guaranteeing $6 million in the circus sports millions. Um, you pick five games against the spread every week. The winner overall gets a million. We're going a little deeper in the payouts. Last year we paid the top 50. Mm-hmm. This year we're going to pay out the top 100. Um, so we're going a little deeper in the, in the payout schedule. And then uh, we're also bumping up our quarters. Um, last year we guaranteed uh, $250,000 per quarter. This year we're bumping it up to three hundred thousand a quarter, so that's one point two million. We're going to pay out the top five in the quarters as well, so uh, going a little deeper there, and uh, and and we really think that that uh, we're going to be able to grow the the standard pick five uh, pick five tournament and make this the uh, the largest uh, football handicapping contest in history. Love it, and if you're off to a bad start. You're live for the booby prize. If you're off to a, a rough beginning, can't really get a grasp on what's happening in the league, you're going to be live for some of these quarterly prizes throughout. So you're not completely done. No reason to lose interest. You know, I hear from people sometimes, boy, $1,000 to enter a contest with all these people. It's really tough to finish in the top 100. You're, yeah, you're right, but you have a chance at winning a million. But another way to take a look at it is instead of betting five, six games ATS with your book. If you want some action, you can do this. And it comes out to $55 a week, Derek. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know, the one thing, uh, one thing that we've seen, you know, on, on, you know, anyone that's asked, well, why don't you do it for a hundred bucks? Like, well, I don't know. We can't really market, market a, a lower <laughs> payout, you know, but yeah. what we've seen is, is, uh, you know, we've seen, we've seen groups, groups come in, you know, a group of two, a group of four, they come in and they share it. And, and effectively over the course of, uh, over the course of a football season, yeah, it's not too expensive. You get a lot of action. And like you said, if you get off to a rough start, you, uh, you still have all the quarterly. So effectively it's, it's five contests. You've got the overall plus the four quarterly contests, uh, to get you the ability to get some cash. I'm not great in survivor, but I love them for some strange reason. Have you considered contests? in any of the other leagues, the March madness ones are really tricky. Um, I, I do a baseball one as well, or even a college football. Have you guys considered uh, branching out uh, from outside of just the NFL? Yeah, we have, but, but remember we end up with some constraints um, and here's the constraint on, on March madness. Everybody loves March madness. Everybody loves March madness kind of the way it is, but to hold a contest, it's pretty tough because effectively you only have the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to be able to get people to sign up. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have enough time to create a contest that's going to get enough enough money in it to be interesting. That's really the tough thing about March Madness. I mean, you don't know the matchups. You don't know what teams are going to be in with certainty until Sunday night. So 
having 72 hours to, to do a contest is kind of the limiting factor there with regards to uh, uh, baseball and uh, and college football. Yeah, there's a couple of couple of issues with constraints on, on those as well. We just didn't think we'd be able to grow grow uh, these contests to these type of levels. I mean, between Survivor and and the millions, we're guaranteeing twelve million dollars. And and in the other other uh, sports, we just didn't think we could we could uh, we could develop contests that could could generate these types of payouts. And just to clarify, I, I know the answer, but I want to want to set the record straight for the audience. You have to go there. Even when you guys are live in Illinois, and let's say it's before the football season starts, you can't sign up in Illinois, right? Yeah, I mean, these football contests are based out, out of Nevada. So uh, here's the here's the deal is you, you got to go to one of our properties in, uh, in, uh, in Nevada. So it could be Circa, the D, the Golden Gate, or some of our other affiliates out here, like at Tuscany and the Pass and things like that. You have to sign up in Vegas. Um, Nevada is a state with, uh, that does not have remote registration. So you got to sign up here. But what's great is when you sign up here, you can sign up with a proxy, which is basically what everybody does. Mm-hmm. And the proxies are based out of Nevada, based out of Vegas or Reno. And they have the ability to put the picks in for you. So you can, uh, you sign up here between now and uh, like September, the September, the 10th. And, um, and then you can play from anywhere. So actually one of the, one of the guys that, that cashed uh, one of the, five guys that uh that cashed the six million in survivor last year he actually lived in dubai so uh <laughs> you know i would say the uh people that play in these contests uh it's it's not really a a, a vegas dominated contest uh i would say 90 percent of the entries are from uh non-nevada residents i know that's the other question i'm going to get now well who's a proxy who do i go Matty Simo, Chicago guy, you know him. He's he's great, terrific to work with. So so that's who I always recommend to people. You're a Michigan guy. Let's uh, let's finish with uh, one of your teams. Now, I heard a lot of Tigers love before the season started. I'm I'm not looking to laugh at you. It's just a rough start. It's going to take time. They'll get there. But Derek, this Lions love, I feel like it's out of control for a team with a win total. Of six and a half. And since they covered so much last year, 11 and six ATS, I think it's going to continue. People love Dan Campbell. They're going to see, see this team on hard knocks. And you kind of look at the landscape of the NFC North and bears are tanking. People hate Rogers and they're sick of them and they don't want to back cousins. It kind of ma- makes sense why there's so much buzz on your lines right now. Yeah. I mean, we kind of thought going in with, uh, you know, the lions going into the draft with, uh, two first round draft picks. And then, and then the second, you know, we had to try to take into account, you know, who's going to win the draft. And, uh, you know, we thought going in that, that the day after the draft, there was going to be a lot of love on the jets. There was going to be a lot of love on the giants. We thought there's going to be a lot of love on, on the lions and, you know, really nothing on, on the Rams. You know, they didn't have a pick and a lot of the teams without picks. So we made a couple adjustments before the draft and yeah, when you look at who, who did well in the draft, yeah, Lions, I mean, picking up, uh, picking up Jamison at, at, at receiver and then Aiden Hutchinson, I think we've, we've, uh, we, we've seen, we've seen that action coming in and, and I think you're right. I mean, you know, you, you know, in the NFC North, you, you got these ups and downs, uh, you know, with the Packers losing Devontae Adams, what's that going to mean to Rogers? Uh, mm-hmm. you know, bears have had better years and, uh, <laughs> 
And I can't say there's a lot of Vikings love out there. So yeah, it's just maybe maybe it's a little bit by default. Uh, but Lions lost uh, lost a lot of close games last year, and uh, and with this draft, maybe there's uh, there's there's uh, there's some there's some uh, love there. But you know, I will tell you, I'm a, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. That's where I grew up, and uh, well, they've won one playoff game in my lifetime, and uh, you know, there's no team that disappoints more than the Lions can. I, I think some Chicago sports fans can can relate to uh, to some of that. Uh, they're not feeling great about their White Sox right now, but we still have 2016 uh, with the Cubs. Derek Stevens, owner of Circa Sports, and it looks like Circa Sports is coming to Illinois later on this year. Derek, thanks for making time this morning on Early Odds. Hey, Joe, great to talk to you. Let everybody know you're always welcome to come down. We really market to Chicago over here at Circa. We love to have you here. Jump in our contest and then uh, – we're going to be spending a lot of time in, in Chicago land as soon as we get up and open. So I look forward to uh, meeting a lot of people and uh, having a lot of fun. Oh yeah. I'm going to make my way to Circa this summer at some point to get all signed up for both contests. If you head West and Derek is there, you want to introduce yourself because uh, no lies told there. He likes to have a lot of fun. Let's hit on the NBA playoffs next. And I spoke with a former bull with an interesting look at the Tibbs Jimmy Butler dynamic back in 2011 and maybe how it's impacted Butler over his career to current day. You've got early odds with Joe Ostrowski Saturdays 8 to 9 a.m. on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. The Score listener line is open 24-7-365 and powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Good Saturday morning on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Uh, let's get to some basketball, also some football later in the segment. Bulls fans, seeing Jimmy Butler throw up 40 burgers in all three rounds of the playoffs thus far, putting himself in a very short list of all-time players to accomplish that feat. I'm sure some of you, some of you, I haven't heard it a ton but uh, if you are thinking, I'd really like to still have Jimmy Butler here. Well, Brian Scalabrini was on that 2011 team with Butler and head coach Tom Thibodeau at the time. Scal is now a Celtics analyst, so uh, he provided a ton of insight on Boston this week on BetQL Daily. But on the Butler front, I asked Scal in 2011, his last year, what kind of teammate was Jimmy Butler with those Bulls? Take a listen. I loved him. Like, that was my rookie. We played one-on-one all the time. He's the only time. Like, so I was coming to the end of my career, and Tito was my boy, right? I, me and Tibbs, we talk all the time, and we're chopping it up. I went to his office, and I said, I don't understand. Like, you got to explain this one to me. Luol Dang goes out of the game, and we had this stretch where we had, like, the Knicks, and he guarded – Jimmy Butler guarded Carmelo Anthony. Then we played the Heat, and he guarded D-Wade and LeBron James. And this was a rookie, and he was not backing down. And I'm like – so we get back, and Luol Dang comes back, and Jimmy Butler goes down to five, seven, nine minutes, whatever it was, right? And I had to go to the office. And I wasn't trying to call out Thibodeau. I, I wasn't. I just wanted to know what his thought process was. I just watched this rookie like stare. Some three of the, those guys at the time were probably the three best, like scoring wing, like tough covers in the NBA. Big, strong, physical wing players, and Jimmy Butler held his own, and he like I, he was thriving in that environment. 
And one thing Thibodeau did was, I said this on radio to a Chicago station. Um, one thing he did was lay into me about Jimmy Butler. Um, you can't give any bulletin board material to uh, LeBron, D. Wade, uh, Carmelo Anthony, which he was right. I'm saying a rookie's coming in and not batting an eye at these three superstars. I said that on radio. So he told me, don't do that again. All right, fine, respect. But then he's like, I just got a long-term process for when it comes to Butler. You got to give him something. You got to take it away. You got to keep giving. And then eventually you build that mental toughness up. And I, I, whether I agree or disagree with the philosophy, Jimmy Butler turned into like a, a really great player. And that edge that he had, people didn't talk about it because he, was, he wasn't getting like the time that he most rookies, young players would deserve, you know, that like go in there and play defense at the clip that he did. Another thing he does, he works on his body. Like he is constantly lifting and, and, he, and all that work ethic that you see from him now at 4.30 a.m. workouts. And he maybe wasn't doing the 4.30 workouts at that time, but uh, you could tell that he was a worker. And he, uh, he, it meant a lot to him. And being competitive was a lot to him. And then we played one-on-one a ton, and, and um, he was about it, man. Like some guys were about competition, and some guys just want to live the lifestyle. Jimmy Butler's about competition. Can you talk about just the fallout that we saw and just what was smart, not on the court, how it just changes everything defensively? Yeah, so smart, not on the court, you, you play more free of tempo, right? That Smart will push the ball, but not as free as Jason Tatum having it and having Peyton Pritchard and Derek White out there. Smart's more of a controlled player. Doesn't mean he can't play fast, but in general he does. I just think he'll take care of the ball. Like Miami – they rebounded at a high clip in the third and they turned the Celtics over like smart can, can control all that. So I just think you're going to see a more controlled pace. It was so weird. The other day when smart and Horford went out, I was thinking that game one was going to be under, you know, you have, I thought two teams are going to like be in a, knock, a knockout drag out series. Right. And then I thought with those two guys eliminated after game one, I thought they was going to jump up. Like my mind said oh my god with these two guys out this is going to be like more of a gunslinger game where teams are going up and down the floor teams are playing faster the floor is going to be wide open mismatches are going to create rotation rotation is going to create wide open shots with those two guys out there see when you have versatility like both these teams do you end up playing a lot of one-on-one one-on-one does not lead to high scores rotation threes transition those lead to high scores so the, the line with those two guys out dropped. And I'm like, that's not what I was thinking. The line started out at 206, goes down to three, 203 and a half. Those guys were out. I thought it was going to go to like 208, 209. It went down. And I was like, what is going on here? But I happened to be right on that because with those two guys out, you saw more wild and free games. Love that Tibbs Butler story from Brian Scalabrini. This week on BetQL Daily, I wanted to bring back what he said about Marcus Smart because that right there, that's a strong example of paying attention to what local media covers the team every day has to say about something and the impact of Marcus Smart. I like the season game two anyways, but I felt stronger about my Celtics series play as an underdog. Uh, after they lost game one, after talking to Scal. So all that stuff is very important. Uh, Smart could be live for Eastern Conference MVP, a brand new award. He was one rebound shy of a triple-double in that game two blood, and every NBA bluff game seems to be a blowout these days. Uh, but Smart, 11-1 to 1 
And we don't have any sample size on how voters are going to handle this. Is it going to be typically the best player on the winning team, like the NBA Finals? Not really sure. So 11-1, to 1, uh, maybe it could go to Smart after they lose game one without Marcus Smart. But, but Scal talked a lot about the offensive end, and that's what really stood out to me, not just the defensive end with Smart. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. Since the draft and schedule release by the NFL, there are two, two NFC teams that are catching a ton of chatter. Not so much for Super Bowl, but certainly for win total overs to make the playoffs and possibly win the division. Pro Football Focus is Eric Eager, also dropped by BetQL Daily this week. And we started with those buzzy eagles and lions. Yes, the Lions. My biggest thing is with Hurts, you know, he's a very effective player if you adjust for cost, right? So, you know, I know he's not, you know, a top, you know, let's say third of the league passer. You know, the Eagles offense, they got better last year when they moved away from him throwing and to him running. But at the same time, when you look like he was worth about two wins above replacement last year, he made, you know, uh, on the order of like a million dollars. And so you look at like, value per dollar it doesn't get much better than that league and that being said like you know there are real reasons the the eagles traded a first round pick this year so they could get one next year and there are you know real issues in the quarterback marketplace where he's probably not going to be the eagles long-term answer quarterback so you know when you when discussing this season and discussing you know their win total and and odds which you know they're one of the teams whose odds actually did shift significantly during the draft because of the A.J. Brown trade. I think it's important to ask the question, are the Eagles just going to use Hurts the way that they used him last year? Uh, And that's probably a a recipe for winning. Or are they going to try to test him and see if he's actually a franchise quarterback and make him more of a passer? Because if that's the case, I think maybe their win total is a little bit generous. All right, Eric, maybe it's one of these things where sports betting Twitter keeps talking about it or or certain voices on sports betting Twitter, so we think it's everybody. This Lions love, is it getting out of control? It's it's still a low win total, but anytime somebody's uh, talking about a possible surprise team, I hear the Lions brought up. So is the love out of control? Is it going to continue once we get to hard knocks? And is part of it just... You look around the NFC North, everybody's sick of the Packers. They don't want to pick Rodgers. They don't want to back Cousins, and you've got the Bears tanking. Yeah, like the Bears are horrid. You know, as you know, Joe, being a fan, like this is a uh, you know rebuilding year um, where I think Ryan Poles is getting the, the blank can- canvas, and it's showing in year one. Um, look, I have the scars from the 2020 season where uh, a lot of us, including, uh, you know, the, the infamous Joey Kanish, bet the Lions uh, <laughs> win the NFC North numbered from nine to one down to like a close of six to one. And then of course they like win two games the whole year. So I'm certainly, uh, you know, famous last words on the Lions, but you look at you know, their schedule. Um, they have the, one of the easiest rest differentials in, in, in all of, uh, you know, the NFL, you know, they don't change time zones all year. Um, they don't play a game after 1 p.m. Eastern at all. And so they're an under-the-radar team in that respect. And then what matters more is the opponents that they face. And as you said, two Chicago games, two Minnesota games, 
Green Bay, again, like probably a little weaker than they have been in the past. You get the Jets and the Giants. Uh, you get Washington, uh, I believe. You, and then there, there are three games that they have that other NFC North teams don't have are Seattle, uh, Jacksonville, and Carolina, three teams who are going to be vying for the number one pick if Detroit isn't. So I, I think, it, to me, it's a schedule thing. And then you look around their offense, you know, their offensive line, you know, Decker, Ragnow, and Panay Sewell are three first-round picks. You know, Hawkinson and Jameis Williams are first-round picks. Aramon St. Brown was a great rookie last year. DJ Chark's a very good wide receiver, especially if he's your third guy. Uh, and then you have Swift and then Goff, you know, of course, has limitations, but with a good offense has always been fine. So to me, like, I, I think that they're, it's adding up a little bit. And look, we don't think it's a 50-50 proposition. We just think, like, let's say, you know, four to one to make the playoffs. We think it's better than a 20% proposition. Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus on BetQL Daily. Here's a slap in the face, Bears fans. The betting market views the Bears and Lions as the same with things trending in Detroit's favor. Here's what I mean. Both teams have a win total of 6.5 with the same juice on both sides. A number of books have the playoff odds also the same. And now we're starting to see a shift in division odds. A few are slotting the Bears in fourth for NFC North division odds. Not all, but a few. Interesting thing to keep watching. I think that trend continues. I'm on Twitter, at Joe Ostrowski, at Joe Ostrowski. Up next, Hawthorne Racecourse's Jim Miller is here to preview the Preakness. You've got early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturday mornings, 8 to 9, on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Time to elevate your live betting game for the conference finals. Introducing PointsBet's new exclusive feature, live same-game parlay for NBA. For the first time ever, build a perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. And now during the NBA conference finals, get your first bets risk-free up to $2,000. Once the games start, don't just bet, live your bet life with points bet early odds with Joe Ostrowski sports radio 670 the score weekly contributor here on the show his name is Jim Miller from points bet and Hawthorne Racecourse. Jim today we've got the 147th running of the Preakness Stakes it felt like a really quick turnaround maybe with all the drama of Rich Strike winning the longest shot maybe some of us will ever live to see uh, but Feels like a little of the buzz was uh, sucked out of the air. We got past the Baffert stuff. People are talking about the Kentucky Derby a whole bunch with so much going on in the sports news cycle. But the bad part, no rich strike, no triple crown. Honestly, Joe, it's not a horrible thing because of their reasoning for rich strike. And this was going to be probably the toughest of the three races for rich strike anyway, just because of his running style being a really deep closer just because of the distance of the Preakness being the shortest of the three triple crown races at a mile and three sixteenths, but also just the timing of the races. I actually didn't mind the fact that the ownership group said, Hey, we're going to skip the Preakness. We're going to wait, have five weeks between races, go to the mile and a half Belmont and try to have a little bit fresher horse. So I really kind of like the thought process that they're putting into this rich strike at a mile and three sixteenths in the Derby still did not have the lead. And that was with an incredible pace set up ahead of him. The pace isn't going to be as swift in this year's Preakness, although it'll still be honest, but I actually don't mind the move. And this is actually still a pretty good race for the Preakness. With this call, I saw a lot of uh, people that covered the sport 
in the industry, uh, bringing back the idea of extending the Triple Crown season. Are you behind that? And do you think it'll ever, ever happen? I'm actually not behind it. I'm more of a traditionalist here. The thing that makes the Triple Crown so insanely hard to win is because of the proximity of the races. Having three races within that five-week period and having three races at distances where horses may very rarely ever go again in their career, especially with the Belmont being the toughest of them all, at a mile and a half. So few horses will go a mile and a half in their career. But I think that's what makes it so hard to win. And I wouldn't really, I do not want to see added time in between these races. I just, I think it would water it down a little bit and make it really not as impressive if you were a triple crown winner. All right. Last year, we had a 12 to one winner at the Preakness Stakes. Rombauer upset Medina Spirit. So let's take a look at this nine horse field and the Preakness Stakes over at Pimlico Gym. Epicenter, the favorite, the runner up at the Kentucky Derby. Epicenter, the eight horse, six to five on the morning line. And you know what? He ran such a great race in the Kentucky Derby. He really did. He wasn't that far off the pace. The pace, as I mentioned, was insanely quick up front. And Epicenter was still right there late in the lane. This was the horse that led all the way till about the final 70 yards of the race. He got beaten less than a length when all was said and done. And the speed figure still continued to improve. He still ran a 100 buyer speed figure. Nobody in this field is anywhere close to that speed figure right now. Early voting probably the horse that maybe is the closest along with simplification who we just saw run a good fourth in the Kentucky Derby but epicenter a deserving favorite and I think you are going to get right around that six to five morning line yeah an early voting seven to two Chad Brown horse Jose Ortiz when you say names like that there are a lot of people that are just going to blindly back that horse and they are and the thing about it is early voting was a horse that early on thought might be the lone speed in the Preakness and have a very good chance of stealing this race. And the horse is lightly raced, only three lifetime starts, a really good second to Mo Donegal, who ran a respectable race in the Derby. But then you looked a little bit later in the week, Armania came into this race, a Fenwick, a very long price horse, came into this race. But both horses that can show some speed, and I think they will keep things honest up front, especially because they're longer shots, and really their only way to win is to go out there on the front end. I think that could soften things up a little bit for early voting. And this is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest, Jim Miller, Hawthorne Racecourse at PointsBet Sportsbook. We're previewing today's Preakness Stakes. Jim, with that Rich Strike story, people completely forgot about what happened on Friday. And yes. that was awesome as well. In the Oaks, Secret Oath, D-Wayne Lucas, your winner, 9-2 in the morning line. Yeah, and a really impressive race out of Secret Oath. And it's interesting because D. Wayne Lucas had to really choose between the Black-Eyed Susan, which is the Oaks equivalent, the day before the Preakness, or running the Preakness Stakes. I think the Black-Eyed Susan actually probably would have been a little bit tougher of a race just because you're going to see a larger field in there. So Secret Oath goes this route. And it's interesting because this is a route that people have followed before. You look back to 2009, you had a really long shot win the Kentucky Derby with a late close and move and mind that bird. Well, the Oaks winner that year was Rachel Alexandra. Rachel Alexandra came back two weeks later and won the Preakness Stakes, defeating Mind That Bird. So that's what Secret Oath is going to try to do, come off that Oaks victory, come back in the Preakness and try to win that race. And this is a horse whose running style definitely fits. She ran a really good race in that last out of Churchill. Dwayne Lucas definitely knows what he's doing. Luis Saez gets the ride. I think Secret Oath will be a major player in the Preakness. All right, here's the horse I like. Simplification, 
six to one, kind of under the radar, hit the board at the Derby. Got John Velasquez riding three wins in eight starts. Mentioned we're six to one. Any reason to be concerned uh, being on the inside, the one horse of Pimlico? No, not really, because there's only nine horses in this field and because the running style for simplification typically takes him a little bit off the pace. And the one thing simplification has going for him that no other horse in this race has going, including Epicenter, is simplification has put together five consecutive races with a buyer speed figure of 90 or higher. So this is a horse that's very consistent, runs legitimately good races every time out. He definitely was benefited from the quick pace in the Kentucky Derby, but he also ran a good race. The interesting thing, like you mentioned, Jose Ortiz chose early voting over simplification. So John Velasquez, who rode Messier in the Kentucky Derby, rides simplification in this race. So that's going to be the one change. But I'll tell you, the horse is as honest as they come, and I think you'll get every bit of that six to one. Jim, we've got a few horses in that middle tier, 10 to one to 20 to one range. Any uh, that you like there? There is one that I actually like quite a bit in here. It's the outside horse to nine, Skippy Longstocking. We mentioned early voting and early voting being a horse that can show some speed and contend. Well, Skippy Longstocking was the horse that finished third in the Wood Memorial, that race that early voting finished the second in. And it wasn't a bad race for Skippy Longstocking. The horse rated back a little bit early on, ran on late, put together a career best figure. And again, if there is enough pace in this race, this is a horse that might be able to pick off some horses late and do so at a decent price. I think you're probably going to see somewhere closer to 15 to one, but still I'll take those double digit odds any day. And after what happened in the Derby, we know we're going to see a ton of wagers on happy Jack 30 to one or better and Fenwick 50 to one, or maybe even better. Or, or am I wrong? We're going to get a lot of money on those long shots because of what happened just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, those numbers will come down. Well, you always talk about, the stories that follow these horses and that, and one of the stories will be the long price with rich strike. I really think the horse that will probably be over bet in this race is going to be the Philly. That's secret oath. I think you'll see shorter than that nine to two price only because it'll be the story of the Philly against the boys, the Oaks mm-hmm. winner, D Wayne Lucas, a hall of fame trainer. I think that's the horse that will get over bet. I think Fenwick will go off at a big price. I don't think it'll be 50 to one. I think it'll probably be about 30, 35 to one in there. Happy Jack, I actually think will be a little bit shorter than 30 to one. And you're right. It will be people saying, hey, I, I'm going to throw a couple bucks down on those long prices. But I don't really expect you're going to see anywhere close to 50 to one on Fenwick. Maybe that one will be closer to 30. I think Happy Jack will probably be in that range of 22 to 25 to one. All right, Jim, how are we betting today's triple crown middle jewel? I'm going to make it really easy on you. I think Epicenter is the best horse, and I think he's the best horse by far. All I would do is bet Epicenter to win. If you want to get a little bit deeper into the race than that, and you think there's a long shot that could run second, take Epicenter in first and an exacta with some of the long shots underneath in second. Maybe use two or three horses underneath. So a $2 exacta with Epicenter on top of three other horses would cost you six bucks. Maybe do something along those lines or just play Epicenter to win. But his running style means he's going to be close. He's shown the ability to run on late, and I just think he's the best horse in the race, and I think he will win the Preakness. It sounded like the price that you do like is Skippy Longstocking. Yeah. What, what about a horse or two that you're crossing off? For people thinking, okay, how do I uh, mix in some of these exotics? Uh, you gave them some ideas, but how about some ones where they can help narrow it down? 
Well, I think Armagnac is a horse that just because it's a speed only type of horse and you know early voting has to go, I think that's a horse that you can stay away from. Happy Jack's a horse that I'm going to stay away from only just because huh. I don't think the horse is fast enough in there. A little bit intriguing of a horse is Creative Minister only because the ownership group said we're going to pay $150,000 to supplement to get into this race. So they must think that they have something good, and that is an improving horse each and every time. So maybe you want to toss that in. And then Fenwick I don't think is good enough either. So those are three horses, Fenwick, Happy Jack, and Armagnac that I would probably stay away from. All right, the three, the six, the seven. What about uh, running over at Hawthorne today? What do we like? Yeah, two other horses at Hawthorne to take a look at today. In race seven, bet the two horse midi across the board. This horse will be good if it's on the turf or if the race comes off and is run on the dirt. And then in race nine, the six-horse Colonel Clink has six lifetime victories. They've all come at Hawthorne, bet that one to win there. All right, that's Jim Miller, Hawthorne Racecourse and Points Bet Sportsbook. Jim, best of luck today, and uh, we'll do this again next Saturday. You got it, Joe. Going to be a fun race. No Triple Crown this year, but Jim gave you some reasons to check in on the Preakness this afternoon. I went with simplification, 6-1 to one on the morning line for my pick, but really focused on some of those exotics. Creative Minister comes up again and again with a lot of horse racing experts. We had Mike Mutnansky on the show yesterday, WEEI in Boston, great at playing the ponies. He's going with early voting, the second favorite. It doesn't look like we'll get another rich strike long shot, but who knows? Nobody saw that one coming. All right, I'm off to the first baseball tournament of the year. Double dip today. Going to be fun, so should be back in time uh, for the race since it doesn't get started until 6 o'clock. Enjoy the weekend. I'm sure it's going to be a great one. Check us out all week on BetQL Daily, 8 to 11 a.m. on the Odyssey app, Twitch, and 105.9 FM HD2. Subscribe to the BetQL Daily podcast and listen to the segments that interest you. Tuesday through Friday, I've got my hits right here on 670 The Score. Check those out as well. Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw is next. Cash those tickets and keep it locked on The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.